What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Thereon featuring Alaji and Moo. Welcome, guys. Thank you for being patient and um, sticking through. It's been a long time coming. It has been. A uh, lot of ups, a lot of downs. But, hey, here we are. We've got a treat for you, too, for the first episode. Oh, tell us more. We are going to be talking about the Westall UFO encounter. Fucking aliens. Aliens. You're familiar with this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More or less this story uh, as opposed to aliens. So um, for those of you who haven't heard of this, um, it's an incident uh, or an event, some would say, that happens in Melbourne, uh, down in Vic of Australia uh, back in 6th of April, 6th of April, 1966, pick up sticks. Nope. Uh, nope. Didn't no, like that sticks alone. <laughs> Um, the short breakdown, what had happened is um, a disc uh, has flown over a school. X amount of students and teachers have witnessed it and pretty much it's – I think it's a cover-up. Well, I'm going to keep my opinion to myself for a while. I think there's someone that really needs to like – has to answer a few questions, but we'll unfold that as the show goes on. But uh... – <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of funny little things, like little little things that happen <laughs> yeah. in the reading. It honestly, um, it, it makes me want to punch myself in the dick listening to some of the stuff. Look, it's it's an interesting uh, little read. There's also a, a documentary which w- we watched that one together <laughs> um, called Westall Sixty Six. Um, I think it's roughly about fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, like fifteen yeah. minutes, and I think it's about about fifteen minutes in. There's a bloke talking about it. He witnessed the UFOs as he was precipitating various <laughs> chemicals to make crystals. <laughs> oh, motherfucker, you, you, you making meth? <laughs> Look, don't, don't, don't do that, guys. It's don't the 60s. It was an experimental. It was. Um, Look, what you're about to hear anyway is just a review. Um, so this is obviously we're just reading off Wikipedia we're going to throw you some um, other things that we've, you know, we've picked up. You know, watching said documentary. Um, look, we're we're located in CQ, so the chances of us going to Westall to interview people from how long ago? Minimal. Us going to Melbourne in general, though, happens pretty well um, yearly, yeah, but possible. Anywho, buckle up. Here we go. So, at approximately, uh, approximately 11 a.m. on Wednesday, the 6th of April, 1966, a class of students and a teacher from Westall High School, now Westall Secondary College, were just completing a sport activity on the main oval when an object, described as being a grey saucer-shaped craft with a slight purple hue and being about twice the size of a family car, was alleged to have been seen. Now picture this. We're playing cricket on an oval. Steve does the ball. John Boy hits it. Jimmy looks up and sees something. Then gets cracked in the head with a cricket ball. <laughs> and Sally's like, Mister, what's that? And teachers just come back from school holidays. He's like, fucked if I know. <laughs> 100% that's how that would have happened. The thing, I think it was a PE teacher. Um, Look, I know PE, PE teachers have other talents, but I don't know. I think in the teacher community, they, they don't really consider them teachers. I'm not saying that, Mr. Elliot, if you're listening. 
you know, I appreciate you yeah, very yeah. much. Equality for Equality. all. Um, so as we go, look, witnesses' descriptions were mixed. Andrew Greenwood, a science teacher, uh, told, told a journal, local journal at the time that he saw a silvery green disc. According to the, uh, the witnesses, the object was descending and then crossed and overflew the high school's southwest corner, going, a, going in a southeasterly direction before disappearing from sight as it descended behind a stand of trees and into a paddock at the Grange in front of the Westall State Primary School. So the Grange is pretty much like a little, I'd say like a little park or reserve of sorts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Apparently it was where where a lot of the kids after school used to go and and hang out because there was like. Have a bit of sauce. Fuck all else to do. <laughs> and yeah, they were like. It was a good time for all. It really. was just the spot too. It was the spot. It was a sp- It was like if you grew up at Rocky High, Wandle, Wandle and the fish and chip shop. Yeah. That's Antonio's. the place to be. Antonio. So, look. Anyway, that's where this said craft has has landed pretty much. So, now after a short period, approximately twenty minutes. Uh, that's right. They someone had a little stopwatch there, and like, no, it's not a fucking short period. <laughs> there is a UFO <laughs> fucking floating around doing its, its its thing, right? It lands, it floats off. Twenty minutes. <laughs> Little Jimmy's looking at his watch. Wow, that's very peculiar. Your face been around for about twenty minutes, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a teacher that's like, "Oh, that wasn't very long. Must just come for a pit stop." Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, after a short period, approximately twenty minutes, the object. Uh, with now, mind you, there's about 200 students, so witnesses. Uh, this object then climbed at speed and departed towards the northwest. Now, these these witnesses slash students they yes. pursued it, didn't it? Yeah, like so a, they like they they like ran. They're like we out and chasing like the ice cream took truck off pace <laughs> with pace, jumping fast, <laughs> and got my question. Yes, were the teachers just Lazy, shit scared, or uninterested? Because <laughs> I mean, I think they're a bit more interested in what little Jimmy was cooking up with the um, precipitating <laughs> chemicals there. Precipitating <laughs> certain chemicals. Um, and the, the teacher <laughs> from Breaking Bad is just behind him, like, you're damn right, damn right, you're gonna precipitate some chemicals. Oh god! So I look as this object has gained altitude. Um, some accounts describe it as being pursued um, from the scene by five unidentified aircraft, which circled the object. So, most important thing there: five unidentified aircraft. So they, they can't quite put their finger on exactly what it is. Um, now, some people described it as one. This some claimed to have seen three. So, so like all stories involving aliens and other supernatural things, incredibly inconsistent. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Now... There was a bunch of primary school kids that couldn't count to five. <laughs> now, obviously, a couple of um, local you know, newspapers uh, have ran a couple of articles. Um, one you know, journal, local journal, had ran a two-front-page story, uh, which was printed on the 14th of April, with you know, roughly seven days after the event, and then again on the 21st of April. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep, they were... They were Great investigating there, guys. Um, broadsheet newspaper The Age ran a very small article about the incident, 
on the 7th of April, the next day. The <laughs> age. This feel like like the men in black or government or whatever just like rocks up and it's like, hey, it was a weather balloon. Slip some some money. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Cue the call. I'm going to make him enough that he can't refuse. <laughs> just types this two paragraph. Like, weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. More important things. Oh, uh, God. What so, was, how big was the second one? The second one, um, well, well, this is, it says, uh, object, perhaps balloon, an unidentified fly object seen over the Clayton um, Murubin area yesterday morning might have been a weather balloon. Hundreds of children and a number of teachers at Westall School Clayton watched the object during morning break. Yep. So weather balloons generally land. Had, had their cut-up sandwiches and poppers and they were sitting on the oval but watching yeah, ETD burnouts in the sky. Wouldn't that... Weather balloons land and they don't generally just take off again. Also, they don't look like a disc. <laughs> That's right. A balloon is pretty distinct shape. It's pretty, yeah. Like, they're, they're pretty... They're pretty big. You can't really, like... Mistaken it. If you're one of those people that can't tell a triangle from a circle and a square from, like... Any other shape that's not any a square. Any other shape that's not a square. <laughs> you were one of those kids that had that little block thing and was trying to, like, stop the square into the circle. Like, then I can understand that it would look like a weather balloon to yeah. you. <laughs> um, now, the, the newspaper... Also said a number of small aeroplanes, not on, not unidentified aircraft. Aeroplanes had circles around it. Poor recording, uh, reporting. Sorry, because no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, right? Um, like, oh yeah. Well, let's just get some aeroplanes to do circles around this <laughs> thing pretty quick. It's only a small disc about the size of two family cars. I mean, that's that's possible. Right, sure. and that's the other thing, the size of this thing. Two family cars smashed together. This is the size of the thing. Um, however, uh, also, a later check showed that no commercial private or RAF pilots had reported anything unusual in the area. I mean, so they say. Yeah, well, they're, they, mean, they have to lie yeah. if they have to lie, that's really. Right. Um, now, the, the weather bureau also released a balloon um, at Laverton at around 8.30 a.m., and the westerly wind blowing at the time potentially could have moved in the area, um, you know, to where all these sightings had happened. So, again, not impossible. Not impossible, but... A disc. Yes. Anywho, um, you know, Studio 10, or Channel 10 as we call it in Australia, they, they ran a little 17-minute little summary on the bad boy. Um, and as we mentioned, there's that 50-minute uh, documentary, uh, was still 66. Um, now... All of this taking consideration, there's obviously other things happened as well. Um, yeah, in a field, I think it was. Yeah, there was apparently it had landed in a, in, a, in a random farmer's field, and these two kids saw it. Yeah, they hid behind a low branch. Good on that. Yep. Yeah. Uh because um, nothing screams undercover like a a low hanging branch. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've as children, we hid in many interesting places, <laughs> but the the thing. So what they do? They 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 dug the dirt up and took it away. So yeah, the kids are hiding behind the branch. They see what looks to be a military truck of sorts. Out pop some dude in a blue suit. I think it is, Men and then black. U.S. 
military sorters, what you know, based on the colours that they were wearing, they pick up some dirt, throw it in the truck, and then they potentially try and hide where this now crop circle has formed. So when you say pick up some dirt, are we talking like, oh, yeah, cup full bureau? Or like shovel loads? Oh, look, I think Sergeant's gone, you know what? This dirt's going to be worth a buck or two one day. Let's take the lot. Scope it up. Throws it back the, a truck. The farmer's sitting there just like chilling. He has no idea what's <laughs> going on. And he's like, people are in his field. He's like, yeah, you do your thing, mate, whatever. And they like start digging up his ground. It's like, I wonder why they want my horse shit. <laughs> It's exactly right. I better find that horse. I might be worth a bit. <laughs> oh, no. Look, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, apparently there's a couple of scenarios there. Um, now, another incident we should talk about is Little Miss Tanya. Oh, right. So, children pursued the unidentified aircraft. Arthur has hovered across the school towards the Grange. Jumped the fence into the Grange, and apparently two children, was it two? Got, I believe it was two, got close, very close to it. One touched it, said it was warm. One, overtaken with shock and delirium, passed out. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so what, what they say... Um, as has happened here is, is little Miss Tanya. Um, don't know how old she was or what her deal was. She's um, yeah overwrought with delirium. She's carted off in an ambulance. This is what happened. So she's she's passed out. She's oh, never seen UFO. And you know her friends are like <laughs> your friends are giving dramatic. her shit. Yeah, They're like oh for fuck's sake, Tanya. get up, Tanya. You're She's being weak, dramatic. You weak dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, look anyway. Tanya's been carted off in ambulance. Now, a friend's dropped by Tanya's home that evening. A woman answered the door, not any woman, a random woman. Okay, so well, she it is any, any woman. woman. <laughs> Sorry, it's not her mum, like who you would expect it to be. Um, so a woman answered the door, told them Tanya and her family had never lived there, told them to leave and had never come back. Tanya and her family were never seen again. Very interesting point. Now, Tanya, you're not, you've got a lot of explaining to do, little miss. Yes, Tanya. You, you really do. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> um, I, to me, that's that's the, um, that's the questionable thing Well, there. that's something we'll bring up later on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Tanya, we haven't forgotten yeah, about you. Yeah, we haven't forgotten about you. Um, now, the alleged sightings of SKY Two groups, uh, the Victorian Flying Saucer Research Society, uh, commonly known as the VFSRS. I doubt it's very common. It's actually very common. So oh, you're well, I'm well uh, versed in it, eh? I'm actually uh, pretty up there. We, we talk. Yeah, we friends. We, we friends. Um, Phenomena uh, Research Australia is also commonly known as PRA. Nope. Um, so both groups described as being one of Australia's major unexplained UFO cases. Um, now, the VFSRS team that arrived on site on April 8th, a couple of days after, um, you know, they spoke to students and they viewed, you know, the ground mark in the Grange, um, you know, originally described as a great big round patch of yellow flattened grass with a swirly pattern in the middle, you yeah, know. Dead, dead grass. Dead grass, not dyed grass, guys. Um, now, the, the VFSRS, I'm getting sick of saying that, um, printed an image and a 
small report in their magazine, Australian UFO Bulletin, in December of 2000. So they're, they're a few years late. Mm, Sorry, 34 years later. Yeah. Um, another investigator by the name Brian Paul, who was working for the PRA, uh, had arrived on site 9th of April with four army investigators. I think is very curious. Why army investigators? Who knows? Um, so Boyle has done a number of interviews, which he recorded on a tape a tape recorder over a number of days and you know took samples from the ground mark where previous people have also taken samples from. Now, these investigators were able to speak to many of the witnesses um, across those Easter holidays that um, that were had happened over the next few days, you know, 8th and 11th of April. Um, now, their proposed explanations are as follows. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, now, although some witnesses report, uh, you know, five type uh, of aircraft around the object, investigators are unable to find any record of such aircraft. Uh, so the Norbin Airport, you know, which is about 4.7 k's um, from this location, checks no aircraft from the airport entered that airspace. Now, the RAF also reported the same thing. You know, no military activity in the area whatsoever. So um, the Australian skeptics describe the object as potentially having been experimental military military aircraft. So they suggest that it may have been a nylon target drone looking thing so like a wind sock towed by one plane for the others to chase <laughs> that obviously does sound like a hell of a lot of fun though <laughs> i don't know Woo! planes chasing other planes i think that's just screaming you know safety issues there hey you're flying too close buddy it's the 60s there's no such thing as safety yeah. but how how could that plane with the wind sock just go whoop just straight up at that point in time like no it needed distance <laughs> To like yes. gather speed, and for the other three planes, because you, you would consider lead plane and the sock at that point would be considered two different right objects, as well as the three objects. So there's your five. So yeah, yeah, we can count. Um, no, <laughs> it just doesn't right. work. And the fact that it's been seen coming across the school and to land, I'm pretty sure. 300 kids and teachers would recognise a plane towing a sock. Well, yes. <laughs> Am I, but is this where I'm getting at? Here's the thing, too. If you look into like a little bit more of the investigation, after this event has happened, a school parade was called. Yes. And another parade the following day was called and basically told the students that if you were to bring this this up at all, you it, will be expelled. This is the principal saying the this, principal too. The principal saying yes. this. So, I feel like if the teachers even saw it, I reckon half of them just staring at the ground. It's like, look, miss or mister, the thing in the sky. And the teacher's like looking straight at the ground like, I'm talking about, I can't see shit. All right. Let's keep in mind. Yes. The teachers just come back from school holidays. (laughs) They don't want to deal with no fucking aliens. They're just like, it's the 60s. My whiskey's at home. I don't want to deal with you kids <laughs> Little talking Jimmy. about shit flying in the sky <laughs> just so you can get an early mark. <laughs> I I think as well what we need to question here, for the principal to say this, he had to get a filthy paycheck if that's the case. Well, he was. So two people were taking into the principal's office. Yeah. Um, two children. I can't remember their names, but they are in that 
That documentary. And that then, documentary. And there was two men in blue suits. Made fun of, almost? Um, they were basically... Made to feel. Made to feel as yes. though everything that they had experienced was make-believe. Right. Now, whether they've done that with more than two children, we don't know, because only two people said anything about it. Yeah. Um, one of those kids actually did do a, a report with a television station. Right. On the day. And I just would really like if people weren't so shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do explain. (laughs) We flying saucers cover up. Just tell everyone they're full of shit. Because if if you tell them they're full of shit for long enough. They're going to believe it. They'll believe it. Yeah. It's No. No. Where's Tenya? Yes. She's me best mate. (laughs) I think she's the key to this. Oh, yes. I believe that, honestly, there is no real answer until we can discover where Tenny is because she, she is the only other person that got close enough to touch it. Now, conveniently, Tanya doesn't have a last name either. Conveniently, no last name for Tanya. Doesn't have a house in Westall anymore. Or parents. Never lived there <laughs> with her parents. I mean, what if she was just an alien? <laughs> I think so. Where this- you get picked up like, Hey, I'm finished school for the day. Can you pick me up, please? And then there's, it's come over, and she's like, I didn't think like this a, through. Fuck. An alien Uber has gone. Yeah, I'll pick you up soon. Yeah, she's like, I didn't think this through. Oh, uh, boys, I'm just gonna pass out. Come pick me up at the hospital. <laughs> gassed it. Yeah. So pretty much, I think this alien Uber has got a flat rocket. So I just need to pull up here at the Grange, and then I think aliens see us as little cockroaches. So he's parked up, going to change his rocket for his ship. What's happened? 200 little cockroaches, little children, have just gone <laughs> straight through his ship. And he's thinking, Jesus, Daryl, start the rocket shit. Tanya, get wrecked. We'll pick you up from the ambulance. I think that's, I think it, Tanya's an alien. There's a very good possibility that she's an alien. It's either that or she's just, she's writing the story. Like she had the foresight to go, I'll tell it right before I die. <laughs> and I'll pick hey. up fuck loads of money. <laughs> No good boys while you're on your deathbed, Tanya. I think you didn't come for now. Yeah, you'd be booming like you're old now. Yeah. Like, no offense. But. And as for. You could just say it. You just come out of the, wherever you are. And, oh, they could have killed her. Government conspiracy. Would you put it past them? Maybe. I have a lot of questions about it. I hope she's it. not dead. Sorry, Tanya. That's a bit I dark. have a lot of questions about it. It could be like. It I... could be a government cover up and not from out of. Like outer world. It could literally have been made and test run in Australia by some idiots from the government who thought that they would try and tell yeah. 200 plus people that it didn't actually happen. I, As for the people that say, you know, military related, I I disagree. 100% agree that it's, it's military. You're right? Yeah, well, like I'm not... not- I 100% agree that it's a possibility. Making it known, I, I disagree with Lachlan on this matter. Do what you want. <laughs> it's, I don't know, there's too many parties involved for them to cover up so quickly. My, it's my exact point. So the America was in Australia, was there on site within hours, <laughs> at another site that not many people even knew about within hours, and had it all tried to be covered up by saying, uh, you're full of shit, didn't happen. There is every chance in the world yeah. that there were tests flying something. Yeah. This, is, this is what's happened. The man in black, see, Tanya's visa's up. She's got to get off Earth. 
They've gone and pick up Tanya, but Tanya's already ordered her getaway Uber. Uber's got a flat rocket. Tanya's tried to get on the rocket. 200 kids have followed her, so she's had to play dead. Get picked up by some random, taken to the ambulance, hospital, sorry, Um, and then she's disappeared because the men in black have got her because her Earth visa has expired. And that is how the military uh, knew to be around so quickly is because the men in black have communicated with them. Look at this alpha hat just wrapped. If you could see my head right now, you could see that there's – well, there's not alpha on my head, but – I've, no, it's an interesting thought. Tanya's an alien. It's interesting. Men in black. But at the end of the day, like, we have no idea what is being, like, what is being tested and stuff like that by the government, by government agencies, especially the military. Yeah. And, I mean, let's let's think about this. Like, it's silver. It's a disc. Yes. Double size of a car could probably fit three people in it comfortably with other instruments. <laughs> If it, it was fit a fair in, bit in this, if it this was aircraft. In the sky, if it was in the sky at night time and the bottom of it was silver, it would be reflected. It would either look like stars in the sky because yeah. the lights from down would reflect onto it. And you would, it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't like go across. It would just look like stuff. Or it just looked like a black mass. You wouldn't know it. So I, I reckon it could have been a reconnaissance thing that they were test flying and shit got wrong, could have gone wrong. For it to fly over the school... And for everyone quite to... close, I think they could see clearly that whatever it was. But it just sounds like a fuck up from the start, though. Like, and the fact that it landed in a field and took off again, nah. Yeah, well, I mean, UFO. Have you ever been driving and stalled your car and started again? Nah. Oh, definitely. Nah, never done that in my life. Def- supernatural experience. Levi stalled his car and had to start and drive off again. Nah. <laughs> nah. False account. Nah. You get me accounts on that, and I'll believe you. It just. With all the parties involved, no. how quickly they were all there and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's aliens. It, it's there not military. It's definitely possible that it is. It's aliens. <laughs> it could be aliens. It, it is or aliens. Or government. It could be both. Government trying to cover up aliens. I don't care what anyone says. You know what? I hope the men in black know when there's You know what? Right fucking tenure. Te- sort your shit out and tell us what happened so that yeah. we know. Because I'm really curious. Also... You disappeared, man. You got friends, people that would still want to be your friends. That's the other thing. About you have friends that are worried, sick about you, you know, so from nineteen sixty six through no, to no idea where you are, Tanya, but we'd love Someone it. Could if you could send us on. send us a message and just be like, Yo, I'm Tanya, I was there. This is what happened. I would like to remain anonymous. We will respect those wishes, but I would love to hear your side of the story. Yep. In closing, I think it was the government. It's it's the government covering up aliens. Military. It's not military. It's definitely military. Anyone who says military, they're aliens. I don't care. Anyone that says aliens. It's just, no. I'm not telling you, at all the men in black have worked with the US military. They've gone to Australia, worked with Australian military. Oh, say, Tanya's expired alien visa. We've got to go get her. Tanya's trying to get away real quick. No, and her ship's anyone bloody this, they're like, Oh, but air traffic control said that they had no... Aircraft in the sky. Well, exactly what the military the would tell them would to say. Exactly, the military would tell them to say that because, because they were doing aliens. secret operations. Whatever. Agree to disagree. Tell us your thoughts. Westall. Westall. So Westall menace. If this anyone happened, listen to and I don't know your grandparents, 
attended was like, can you please message us on Instagram? They're on podcast. I just want to ask them a few questions. I really want Tanya's last name, really, or even a school photo. Well, I mean, you know, because it's their word against me. I'll get a face. Yeah, from 36 years ago. I'll take what I can get. longer than 36 years ago. Look. 54 years ago. If they can still have video footage old, of old JFK getting his bloody poor head blown off. Oh, Jesus. What's that got to do with West? Well, have you seen? Look, the point is if you got a photo of Tanya, your grandparents got a photo. I want to see it. Tanya's the key to this. I just want Tanya to step forward and tell everyone what's going on. And if she has unfortunately passed away, that sucks. And no one will ever know. And it will be, it will always remain unsolved. Can we do that? That's copyright, I, I think. No, you can't copyright words. <laughs> I think Ryan's got to give us a statement. call here soon and say, Do it. I would have told you. He's cool as fuck. <laughs> Look, he might even, I think he's just going to have to come down to me traveling down to Melbourne and saying, uh, Where's the school at? Where's the Strange? Look, um, who knows? Aliens, I rest my case. Yeah. That is the Westall. Um, UFO event uh, took place in 1966. So, uh, guys, that's the first episode of There On. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes. If you're not already following us on Instagram, follow us there on podcast. Um, you can follow us on Anchor FM. We'll be on all your podcasts. Um, you know, your websites, like your, your Spotify's and things like that. So um, that's all I've got to really say about that. You know, I know I know my truth. I know I'm just waiting on Tanya to pick yeah, up. Yeah, I'm waiting on Tanya, but... Uh... Definitely give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, give us a share, tell your friends. Let us know what you want to hear about. Hit us up in the DM. We do have a few episodes queued up ready for you guys. And enjoy the rest of your day. Definitely was the military. We're out. Aliens. Military.